Welcome to the Artist and Podcast, a series of conversations about the visual arts. I'm Kira Hinton. And I'm Jamin Still. We want to invite you to listen in as we talk to visual artists of all kinds about issues we face in our work. So whether you're a visual artist, interested in the visual arts, or want to learn how to support the artists in your life, we hope these discussions will pull back the curtain a bit, leaving you feeling inspired. And perhaps a little less alone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Artist and Podcast. Uh, today, it is just going to be your hosts. It's just going to be me, uh, Kira Hinton, and Jamie Still. We're just going to be hanging out uh, today talking about artistic voice, uh, style, how do you find that, cultivate it, how do you know what's yours, um, and just all of that. Something for that uh, a question that a lot of beginner artists have, people who are just starting off on this, but even those who are more established, these are things that we kind of wrestle through and walk through as we go that um, either consciously or subconsciously. And it's really foundational, I think, to the lives of, of all of us as artists. So um, grab some coffee or tea uh, and sit down and uh, join us as we have this discussion. Looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, shall we start off with an icebreaker just so I am comfortable talking to you and yes, you are comfortable yes. talking to me? I think me. that's good because I really don't know you at all and okay. um, I don't know how to get into this, you know, conversation. Okay. Well, I, I've, I've had a thought, um, Ooh, as okay. we think about voice and style, uh, think about and hopefully explain or relate um, the first encounter maybe that you had with other art that maybe resonated with you mm. and made you want to do what you do. Um, mm. Maybe you heard a voice that you wanted to emulate or it resonated with something that was inside of you already. And that just kind of sparked you. I love it. What a great question for this like topic. Um, I think of as a, like one of my favorite things, uh, that because I'm a nerd is like really great stories, anything like fantasy sci-fi related that makes you feel like you might stumble across a portal in the woods and, uh, end up somewhere else is my jam. Um, and I really love capturing the, like, I, I just always wanted to capture that feeling that like, wonder and awe and there's too many like examples to count but as I think about that um there was actually a piece of art that I bought it was the first art that I ever bought and I bought it right about the time that I started my art business um and we'll put her and this uh artwork in the footnotes um but she's this incredible um architecture watercolor artist uh, which feels very different from portal in the woods um, but the way she does it is like she captures the essence of architecture w in little details and lets everything else be washy and emotional and fades in and out. So you can tell what the building is, but you're feeling it. You, and, and somehow she does this with like very little detail. Like she'll, she'll go detailed on tiny little pieces. And I just remember seeing her work. 
and being so enthralled that the human brain could look at something concrete and established and go, I can tell that whole story with only these lines. Like with only these couple details and I'll let your brain fill in the rest with this like washy space of color. Um, And like, how do you sit there and go, this is the feeling I want to capture and I can do it this way. And I was so enamored with her work and I absolutely still am with anything that's relatively like a mix of architecture map science meets abstract washi like I just the the mixing of those two uh is fabulous and I adore it and I cannot do it um but taking that like idea of like I can give I can be focused on some details and I can let other things be a question and I can let the human soul find its way through the piece and I can trust that like the story's going to get told without it being overtold, overstated in the in the blanks and in the white space. It was just I think that really was formative. I saw that work and I went what I would give an arm and a leg to be able to create that um I cannot and she does it so well. So instead, I'll find a way that I can create work that makes me feel like this. Um mm. I think did you that, say that still drives me. Did you mention the medium? Uh, it is ink and watercolor. So okay. it's, I think, pen. And she um, started it by, she would just draw people on the subway on her way to work. Um, like, or, And so she would just like do the same thing, but with, with human form, which was just amazing. Mm. Uh, but then she started just like sitting under architecture and, and capturing the soul of a physical space in that way and it's absolutely remarkable to me so it's in the footnotes um you can go see what i am an absolute nerd about and it definitely pushed me towards creating well that's really cool because i think i had a i mean a similar experience in that um i responded to someone else's artwork and it made me want to the the feeling that that artwork gave me I wanted to create Mm. so this was this was years ago this was in 04 and I did a show with Orion uh, Dyson Smith we had him on a few weeks ago or months ago or whatever episodes ago (laughs) Um, so we did this show together and I was doing acrylics and he was doing watercolor and pencil and it was just a very loosely um hammered down idea. The idea was there's this guy who ends up on this island and we are going to document what he sees and, and kind of let the viewers who come to the show fill in the gaps. And so I did these scenes of um, the cities and uh, the island in general, and then some, some different locations throughout. And he did these watercolors of, people and locations. And there's just something about those pieces that just really kindled something inside of me. That's, it didn't make me want to do watercolor. It made me want to capture what, as I said earlier, like what it made me feel. I was like, man, I want to make people feel that. I want to make people feel what I'm feeling when I, when I look at these pieces. Um, so yeah, that's, that's mine. And it, it, in a lot of ways, I don't know, it sounds kind of similar. So yeah, the maybe the call and response of art to artists, maybe this like, we see 
artwork that tugs at this part in us that wants to create and our responses to create. Um, and I think that gets into this discussion of like, how do you know your voice, your style, how, um, and what you're creating? And is that original to you? Oh, we'll get into all that. Um, I think first we want to kind of, we want to define terms that we're going to use in this, in this episode, not because they're the correct term, but because this is how we'll use them. Um, because as we were talking about style and voice, um, I think we'd use those terms interchangeably and then realize that we probably, they probably are actually different. Um, so in this episode, when we're talking about voice, we're talking about the thing that an artist wants to say, um, the feelings they want to capture, the story they want to tell, the kind of overarching throughout all of their work, you will see this thread pulled through and that that's their voice that, and then style is the more concrete. Like these are the things that have to do with the medium you're using. And maybe your style is going to be different based on the medium. If you work in a bunch of different um, mediums, but you're maybe more so like honing that and picking up, um, you're maybe more impressionistic or et cetera. So that's your style. Um, but for the purpose of this, your voice is maybe this underlying um, story you want to tell, thing you want to say, what you want your work to do in the world and the space you want it to take up. That's your creative voice. So we'll get into like, uh, I think that's what we want to talk about is how do you find that or know what that is? And how does style play into that? And what does it look like to do that in a world where online you can take in any form of art at any point? How does that shape um, the work that you're you're creating and outputting? I think that's... <laughs> yeah, let's jump into lot. it. Let's do it. <clears throat> yeah, so why don't you start off, Kira, by telling us um, your experience with your voice did you always know what it was did you develop mm -hmm. it did you build it like how did you how do you even approach that because I don't think this is I, I really doubt we all think about this in the same way so yeah um, I think that's one of the cool things so I think um I I have a hard time sometimes still even feeling like I have this like I do not have a cohesive style. Like if we're talking about the technical, whatever, I do not feel like my work is a cohesive style across mediums because I'm working in a bunch of different things or I'll pick something up. Um, but as I've looked across it all, I am starting to realize there's a cohesive voice. There's the, uh, something that I want to say. And now it was years and years into creating art. What are we six years into doing it as like, full-time businessy thing. Um, I can see that there's this story I want to tell. There's this thread that weaves through it all that I want to, I want to evoke wonder at, at the places that we live. I want to, I want to make somebody see a painting of mine and then go out in the world and see the world differently. Like I want them to then stand in more awe of the spaces that they live and whatever. Um, and feel the song that I think nature is always singing to us. And maybe if they can hear it first in a painting, then they'll go out and hear it 
in real life. Um, and I, and I see this theme, whether that is like through humanity and this beauty in humanity and how, uh, we work and we think and we operate in the world or in abstracts or in landscapes or in whatever. I see this, this thread that I want to say, and I realize uh, probably across before I even painted through writing and through poetry and through photography and whatever I was doing over the last 20 something years, that is a consistent theme. That's a consistent thread that I always wanted to do. Those were the things that made me most inspired things that made the natural ordinary feel extraordinary. Um, and made you like stand in awe and wonder. Um, but I'm constantly like my style is constantly changing. And it's so it's hard sometimes to feel like I have this cohesive body of work as an artist. Um, when the style is always shifting and changing a little bit, even though I can see this, like now I can see this thread of artistic voice weave through. Um, and I think with style, um, I think I, I maybe see that like you pick up things, you take in art that inspires you and you go like, Ooh, that little, that little piece, like that's says something the way that I want to say it like that, that you, that's a, a piece of language, uh, that works well for what I want to say. That's a turn of phrase. If you can use these things in, in visual art, uh, this one inch piece of a painting is the turn of phrase that communicates the thing I want to say. And I can incorporate that in my work. Um, and so, yeah, I don't, I see myself like taking in art all over and gathering these pieces and going, I want to, oh, that, that helps me say this thing. And oh, that helps me say this thing. Or, oh, that captures this. Um, and kind of like gathering things to myself and then like incorporating them somehow in what I'm already doing and just like chasing that feeling, the, the things that make me feel like I'm telling the story I want to tell, <laughs> chasing that and then figuring out how to work that into my style. But I feel like that's a very chaotic <laughs> <laughs> As I'm like telling this, I'm like, this seems incredibly chaotic and maybe slightly manic. What's your story? Like what, I don't know. What does this look like for you? <clears throat> well, so if I, if I think about voice, I, when I look inside myself, I, and when I look at other people, I assume, I don't know if this is true, but I, I, I feel like we all have a voice in that we see the world in a certain way. We are captured by certain elements in the world around us. And we, we want to elevate certain things or we want to uh, celebrate certain things or we want to um, point out, I guess, certain things and say, this is important or this is cool, I guess. I don't know. Um, I think we're all like that. Just don't even think about art. Just think about personalities. We all love different mm. things. Um, and we all are, we all resonate with different things. We, we like, um, certain movies, certain books, certain, um, seasons. Like we, we all have these preferences. I think that, 
um, shape our personality. And so I've always thought about artists as essentially that, but then you're figuring out how to output that, not just, mm. not just take it in, but how to then take those things that really resonate with you and maybe kind of distill them and, and then put them out in the world in with your own inevitable, inevitably your own, your own spin on it or your own interpretation of it. And so I guess I think of the voice as, I guess my own experiences. I, I don't always know what that is. I, I have a lot of feelings and not always the ability to articulate that. And so like, um, like with that example with Orion that I shared earlier, I really loved the narrative quality of the paintings, but there was just something more there that was, that was just really rich, um, that resonated with me. And so like, I think my artistic life and really my life has been, in a lot of ways, me trying to figure out how to put words to that and how to, how to articulate that so that I can then get better at, at putting that out so that it isn't so much accidental if I do put it out, Mm -hmm. that it's more intentional. And it's like, yeah, I'm doing this. Um, So I think that's how I see voice, like slowly over time, as you, as you, resonate with more things. I, I see Orion's paintings. And then uh, from that, I actually wrote a novel. And in that process of writing that novel, I really found some other stuff. And so like, I, I kind of felt like I honed in a little bit. If you think about like a, an archaeologist, I, I, I found some fossils, I started, I was just digging. And then I found some stuff. And so it, it allowed me to focus in this certain area. So I started dusting stuff off and and it wasn't just this blind digging anymore. It was like, oh, this is kind of coming into, into focus as to how I want to interact with this thing. And, and, and so I think slowly over time, I'm finding words here or there that allow me to, to better, better frame what I'm thinking about. Um, and then style, it kind of goes hand in hand, right? I mean... I, I think they're related, but in some ways they're unrelated. I think I've developed stylistically sometimes by experimentation, sometimes because I'm, I'm not, um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm not a, uh, a skilled painter in the way that I hoped I would be like, mm-hmm. it, it's really funny. Sometimes, um, early on I was trying to do s- really smooth skies like really, really smooth gradients from like, uh, I don't know, let's just say like dark blue to like light blue or whatever. Uh, because that, you know, I who doesn't want to do that? So I would do that. And because I work with acrylics, it's not super easy Oof. to do. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, right? <laughs> um, and so like I, I would do it and it would just look really bad. And so then I got the idea to kind of do the outlines around um some of the color gradation changes and then i like i like that like i i they it started to kind of create this um i don't even i I don't know just my style now which is like these closed off chunks of different color that are connected and it just looks stylistic and i really liked how it looked 
Um, but mm. it was through experimentation and, um, and lack of ability of what I actually wanted to do. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I, it's just, it's taken time. Um, yeah. I think to, to develop that, but. I love the concept back to, to voice. I love the concept of unearthing that like an archeologist. Um, and, and in that, like the way you're talking about it, it's almost like there's this, um, innate built in voice or, or concept, like voice that each person would have each, each artist. And maybe that's like why we even care about art. <laughs> we have this like innate thing we want to yeah, say. I think so. Yeah. I mean that, that, that resonates with me, the innate it's there and we just kind of have to foster it. Right. Mm. I don't know. That's, that, that's, yeah, no, I, I love, say. I love, yes. Okay, good. Cause that's what I'm hearing. And I, and I love that concept that, and, and I love, um, the bit of mystery that adds to this of like, why did you want to, why did you see art and you wanted to make art? Whereas maybe somebody else sees art and they want to do something else. And maybe uh, artists are responding to this call of this innate voice um, of this story that only they can tell. Um, and we resonate with the art we resonate with uh, because something in it is sparking and bringing to life that that buried voice. Um and, and so then imagining this, like you're digging, you know, it's like this tre mm. treasure hunt and you're digging and then you put, hit the first bone and, you know, you you have this whole archaeological dig site. And maybe these artists we see with just really incredibly established voices and whatever have these massive dig sites that are just so well done and they found these things and they've got this. Um, but you like also don't leave bones just in the ground like you unearth the dinosaur and you want to see how it all fits together and works together and I'm wondering if like style in some ways is the structure that we build um mm. to hold up the voice that we unearth that maybe you know I'm I I'm unearthing this voice this thing in me that I want to say that I don't even I can't even put words to um but picking up style um, and picking up these pieces helps me build the structure underneath that will give my voice the platform to help other people hear it and see it. Like, um, yeah. it's like we're we're trying to speak in this language that has no, it, there's no written language for it. This is a totally visual language. Um, and we're wanting to tell the story. And so the styles we pick up and the methods we utilize and the mediums uh, we, we foster are how, are the language that helps us portray this idea or this story, this idea. Like, what do, you, do you think that those maybe are connected like that? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a really good way of, of saying it. Um, they're, not just interdependent, but they are, oh man, mm. I was hoping something would come. Um, they are, they are, they're interdependent <laughs> they're inter and they're, yeah. they're, they're totally woven together, you know? Um, it's symbiotic relationships somehow. Yeah. Like, well, because like you were saying, you 
the the limitations on your ability actually mm-hmm. helps you find this style, right? And the style is the structure that's holding up this whimsical, imaginative voice that you want to tell, you want to inspire. And so if you were able to master those perfect gradations, you actually wouldn't be able, it wouldn't be as imaginative and fantastical. And it might not be your voice. Yeah, it's it's super interesting to think about because I wonder, you know, in, in the present, it's really easy to look back and kind of write the story. But like, I, I wonder how accurate my own memory is. Like, if I'd gone with the gradient, if I had the skill there, if, um, if that was the direction the style took, um, would that change the voice or would that, would that, um, would it, would it look different? Because now I think about like, I, I think about that style, the, the lines and the, the breaks and the, the, and I'll, I'll put some, I'll put some examples, links to some examples in the show notes of what I'm talking about. Um, I think that is as much a part of my voice now hmm. as it is my style. Like Ooh. if, so I, I, I haven't been on Instagram for a while posting. I think my last one was maybe a month, a month and a half ago. It was a close up of a sky that is a re- actually a really good example of what we're talking about where there's, it, it just looks like um, really poorly done plaster or drywall. Um, <laughs> if you've, done any housing or home improvements lately um where you can't get it on straight and you sand it down and there's mm-hmm. these big pox mm-hmm. in it um yeah, for sure my whole kitchen <laughs> <laughs> um I, I think about that as my voice because like as as i've thought about like creating wonder creating um whimsical story i've also thought about just the brokenness of people uh, the brokenness in me, the brokenness I see in my kids, um, <clears throat> the desire for perfection and then bumping up against um, just the world, right? Bumping up against how things don't work and how things aren't just and how things are not working as they should. And I want to talk about that in my art as mm. much as I want to talk about wonder because I think somehow those are related. Mm. And would I have gotten there if I would have painted a really smooth gradation? I, I don't know. I mean, mm. it's all hypothetical, so it's it's hard to say. But it does, I think, speak to the really curious and maybe undefinable relationship between both the voice and, and style. Yeah. <laughs> do I, you, love, I, mean, I love that. Do you have any, I mean, experience? similar experience or where it seems like the one is driving the other and then the other turns around and kind of takes control and, and shapes. Oh yeah. I would say my, my ink work that started me on this professionally was this very much. So like I, that medium is so limiting. Um, you know, it, it, the entire piece has to be made in perfect conditions in under 40 minutes and then it dissolves. You don't, it's not forgiving by any means. Um, but it spoke to me because it, it tugged on all of the, 
the places in me that love looking at our world from a new perspective and seeing that maybe these things that are broken are less broken if you look at them under a different light or maybe um you know these things that feel old and worn out are still really beautiful um kind of the hope and and all of that and so I've always loved aerial photography and maps and these things um and so the medium lent itself so well to that um but like I 100% couldn't um I I learned to to shepherd it and to cultivate it and to make it do what I wanted it to do in a very loose partnership way um and how did and, that start and, how did that start did it start with you like trying to assert your will over it and it just like uh, oh yeah I mean laughed at you when I when, because I mean when I'm building ink inside of puddles that are standing a few millimeters off the table and so if you push it too hard the puddle just breaks and it goes everywhere so like it's it put me in its place so many times that I started having to be like okay we're gonna dance like we're gonna learn these steps together we're gonna work together we're gonna this is the thing I want to make and you can make it with me I know you can uh, so I'll learn to respect the way you want to work and we'll work. Like, I really mm. did feel like this kind of partnership. Um, and I had to let go of a lot of my hold on perfection or of something and recognize that beauty was in the imperfection. Um, that if you go to paint a mountain, in your mind in the perfect way a mountain looks in your mind and you do it exactly that way it will look wrong because mountains aren't perfect because this isn't because natural shapes don't uh hold to these very strict rules they're fluid and they're you know changing and organic and so working in that medium I think shaped so much of how I see any of the other mediums I work in um and and how I interact with them and so my voice, I think, I wonder if I had started working more intentionally in a different medium that I could have like worked really hard on and perfected. Um, mm-hmm. If my voice would have maybe traveled a d- different path, um, but because I worked in one that I really had had this symbiotic relationship with the medium where I really had to humble myself and be a friend of it and trust it to work with me and those kind of things. I think my voice went in this, in this way of grace that said, let's find the beauty in the mess. Um, and these like imperfect pieces might just be our favorite pieces and Mm. this kind of thing. Um, that now I see that voice still like working through now that, now that I work in acrylic or I work dabble in oil or I work in whatever, um, I was actually going to ask how that translates yeah. to acrylic because acrylic, oh. it, it demands that you <laughs> yeah. paint it. I mean, it doesn't just like yeah. do what your inks it, do, It's not right? just going to do it. Now, I, but yet I find, I find um, additives and I find whatever to still make it m- movable. Like I, I, I change the laws of a, a little bit um, so that I can still get that feeling mm. of accidental gracious beauty that wasn't like even though I'm working hard to make it look like it's accidental <laughs> um I still want it to look like it's accident I still want it to right. look so poured that's out. so established as 
from mm-hmm. from the inks as yeah. not just um you're okay with it you actually you desire that now want i want that. it i want this feeling of this loose poured out thing that then then we see specific details and i see that that first call to art from the painting i mentioned in the beginning of this episode this mm. idea of like focusing on specific details while letting other things be loose um, so when I go back to acrylic, like, it's like, okay, we'll add our details here and here and we'll guide the eye into the story and then we'll leave it open and we'll leave it loose because I want people to find themselves in that story and maybe they'll walk away with a better story than I could have told them if I told them exactly mm-hmm. how to walk it kind of thing. And so the relationship that I had with my inks, even though I don't work in that medium all the time anymore, still has fully shaped the relationship I walk out with other mediums and with that voice. So even though my style is ever changing, it almost is like that initial thing shaped the voice that now I carry through mm-hmm. all these different styles. Yeah. yeah. I love looking at it like this, this kind of dance and the, this relationship between those two things. And so I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, for somebody who's listening to this, who, um, loves art. Maybe art has called out to you. Maybe you have seen art that's made you want to create and you go, Oh, I want to do that. Um, I want to start like, what would we, what would we tell you? Um, and I think the first thing that I would say maybe is like, figure out why that art spoke to you, why that art made you want to create, because it's likely not that you want to go copy that work and make work exactly like that. Like, Mm. um, but maybe that that art has this voice that's close to that innate voice that you want to put out into the world. And so figure out why, like dig into that piece and, and, and try I, to figure that out. And I would say find out why, but if you, if you can't figure out why, don't stop making art because yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In, in, in the making of art, even if it's blind in the sense that you don't maybe necessarily know exactly what you're saying, that process too helps you mm-hmm. helps you figure that out, but I, I think that's so I think that's right on. Uh, sniff out like why you respond when you hear that song or see that painting or read that book, um, and just yeah, have your radar up for mm-hmm. for why, but still still create. Which I know you weren't yeah, saying don't he, do, no, but I just wanted to throw. No, that I in love too. that because we do. It's found. I think we we get lost in trying to. Maybe we see a perfect moment in a painting and we, so we like copy it, (laughs) like we want to like emulate it. We want to bring that in. Mm. Um, And maybe we miss the point because we think the answer is found in this one piece of art, but it's actually found in this intrinsic, deeper value Mm. system, this, this voice. Um, But while we're playing with the mediums, like, you know, you and I are both just told stories and like, while we were working, in something we weren't perfect at in this, you know, not perfect scenario, we found this key point of our voice and our style while we were going, while we were playing, Mm -hmm. while we were interacting with it. And so listen for what is calling to you and keep chasing it, like chase it down and work in that and, and take note of all the things that these little moments where you go, yeah, this piece sucked, but this one little corner has the feeling mm-hmm. I want. Like, 
take that, like cut it out, do whatever you want and like stick that somewhere and go, this is the moment I want to keep chasing this and now chase that again and just keep running down these rabbit trails, these little things, veins, because I think they're all going to lead you home to the story that you want to tell. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, from my own experience, I think that's, that's innate. It is born in us. It, it wasn't me. And I think it just took a long time. And it's not like I can articulate it super well right now, but like it's taken a long time to even know what ballpark I'm in, you know? And so <clears throat> I'm just, I'm glad <laughs> that I did keep going even when I didn't. I mean, man, I, I'm the kind of person who loves to name and label and mm-hmm. know and understand. And, and so it, it's been so difficult, especially in my early years of, of doing art to not be able to do that with this thing that was so important to me. Like, I know I like art, but why, you know, I, I can't even tell you why, like, I mean, I, cause I like it or I know I want to create this, but I can't tell you exactly why. And, um, <clears throat> And so that was maddening for a while, but I think continuing to pursue it and continuing to just hunt down those leads was just so essential. And and for me, it's funny because I, I mentioned the <clears throat> the Orion story, but it's happened as much in music and <clears throat> in novels, stories, um, and in poetry as as visual art. And so I would add that too. like be super diverse in, in what you're giving uh, your time and your eyes to in just in knowing like we are whole people and that inspiration and understanding of, of the thing that we are seeking can be found in a lot of different places and Mm -hmm. mediums. So. I love that. I love the idea of maybe, you know, in this, in this concept being an archaeologist and, and digging and mm. learning this thing. Um, it would be so fun. Like, maybe this is a challenge. If any of you listeners want to take this on and then tell us about it and tell us you did it, because I love this idea of, like, literally just being a student of your wonder and inspiration and the things. So maybe, and building a, a like, Sherlock Holmes board for it it's like it's in this lyric and it's in this melody mm. and it's in this line and it's in this chapter and it's in this photo and it's in this moment and you just gather up all of these tiny pieces that hit home to you and you chase them all down and you find the connections between why because none of us are just made up from one thing we're all we are the sum of all of these little parts and and, and, you put I, it on a, yeah. and you put it on a murder board yeah. <laughs> with little red pieces of your, little no, red no. lines, little red no, lines actually, that connect why I, this lyric and this artwork are the same. Why did they both hit me in the same way? Like <clears throat> how amazing. No, that's great. That's a, that's a really cool idea. Um, and I can, I, yeah, I can think about times where I didn't do that wholesale, like younger, but like I would, collect certain um lines of poetry say uh, for example or i mean the novels on my shelf uh, kind of speak to that but it wasn't in in this in the way that you're talking about where it's a super intentional 
let's get to the bottom of yeah. why. Um, I like that. I like that idea. I want to do that. Maybe we make this a challenge, like a podcast challenge for everybody, and we do do this at some point. Um, because I think it's a. I, I think we don't really have anything to lose to be a student to that voice in our mm. in our heads, um, and maybe we have a lot to gain uh, by sitting and listening to to what it's fascinated mm. about um, that can't not improve the art we put out um, because that voice is what's driving us to art and what keeps us coming back um, and what like a childlike. Wonder. It makes me feel like a kid. Like, yeah. I'm so excited to stop this episode and go start looking into this. Um, so, uh, yeah, I th- this has been such a great conversation. Um, thanks so much, Jamin, to, for like your story and um, yeah. talking with me through. I think we've I think what's fun is it feels like we kind of just discovered stuff together as we as we have these conversations and. Um, walk through these Absolutely. things. I, I, I think being a verbal processor, I think, yeah, just talking about it and we didn't talk a ton about it in advance, which is always both scary, but also really, um, satisfying when mm-hmm. the conversation does kind of bring, bring some stuff out that I didn't even really know was in there, um, at mm. times. Um, so I agree. I, I think, but <laughs> What I, what I like about this conversation is it is so integral to what we're doing and so important. And yet I think so mysterious to, yeah. to us at times. And so it can, it can feel really daunting if we feel like we don't have any handles on it. And so hopefully, I mean, I think it just in talking about it um, with you right now, it's given me a few more handles to think through um, mm-hmm what it is exactly I do want to say like in because I I will say this like do I know what my voice is now compared to 20 years ago I know a lot more but I do anticipate over the next 20 years continuing to refine that and so like I'm just excited to be able to have more tools to do that right Mm -hmm. to continue the archaeological metaphor Uh, I've got a handy pickaxe now before I was just using a a spoon (laughs) Um, and so I, 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 I don't know. I like, I like thinking, uh, about why I do what I do. And I like talking about that too. So, mm. and I can tell you do too. I appreciate oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. This is wonderful. Thank you all so much for listening in and please, we would love to hear your thoughts, um, on this, uh, and how you see the, the relationship between your voice and, um, and your style. And if any of this was helpful, Um, We'd love to hear it. We are so thankful for the opportunity to uh, get to have these conversations um, and hopefully serve you all in this way. So until next time. The Artists and Podcast is brought to you by the Rabbit Room Podcast Network, where art nourishes community and community nourishes art. To listen to all the podcasts on our network, visit rabbitroom.com slash podcasts. The work we do at The Rabbit Room wouldn't be possible without the generous support of our membership. If you're a member, thank you for being a part of what is happening here. 
To learn more about membership and help us continue to create works like this, visit rabbitroom.com slash membership. Thank you.